Hello guys, this is RWB Football. I'm Mo, that's Babs, and today guys, today guys we're going to talk about Game Week 6 and Game Week 7. Make some quick predictions. We're going to talk about Real Madrid and what's going on over there, the little uh, little mess that was caught on camera about um, with Fernand Mendy and Karim Benzema in reference to Vinicius Jr. We'll get into that after. Um, we'll, play the, we'll play the clip too. And we're also going to get into um, on a more discussion, we're just going to just get really more of a discussion-based uh, episode. Um, and we're going to have a tier list included into this into the discussion itself we're going to actually talk about um who are the title contenders because as of right now in the premier league we have genuinely genuinely no idea who's a contender for anything literally anything i don't know who's who's going to get in what spot i have no idea what's happening it looks like one week you're like oh liverpool looks good this week then everton looks good this week then villa just gets rocked by leads and like you're like i don't even know i don't know it's just a mess so we're going to go over it all today We'll talk about. Um, we're gonna. We definitely have some opposing um, opinions on who's where. Um, and I'll just make it right now. I've claimed for a while Spurs is the real deal. Guys, please get onto the bandwagon. Spurs really do look like the real deal. Good win from good win uh, against Burnley, but fumbling my words a lot right now. You just jinx them so hard. They always. They, they. This isn't a jinx. That's what Spurs are. Spurs always do that type of shit. But either way, let's get into it. We're gonna talk. Um, We'll see my screen for just a second, and then we're gonna get into game week six right now. Um, so the current point tally, I should have updated this um on each one. I can update it right here too. I'm at 52 points. Babs is at um actually he's at 50, 55 points. So it's yeah, we both actually just went up nine. It's still a 13 point difference. He's winning, obviously. Um, none of that changed. We'll explain how everything went down. We didn't make predictions for Leeds Villa only because the video went out really late. The game ended three nothing. Leeds had a dominant one. Banford had a hat trick. Yeah, good for it, It's it's funny. I know you're like really Banford. Really, of all people, had to have a hat. I, of all people, you're like it's kind of random, but yeah. Banford Banford's been pretty good, man. And yeah. so yeah. Leeds, they've been great in um, the final third, especially. But they're creating tons of chances. They're getting balls. Um, all over the in the box all the time. I can't say that about Newcastle, honestly, but I can say that about Leeds. Leeds have been really exciting to watch, to say the least. And, and Villa looked awful. Um, Grealish was shut down. Once they went on Grealish, once they figured out a way to just shut down Grealish, Villa had no flow pretty much. Um, and this one ended ended up being three nothing to uh, to Leeds because of it. This one right here, um, I'll update it right now. Actually, ended up being 1-1. One, one. <laughs> you can talk more about this since you were the City fan. I don't know what's going on. There's something wrong. I don't know if it's the locker room, what's the mentality, the fact that we still don't have a fucking striker because Aguero, oh, Aguero, Aguero played. Yeah. But I'm just saying, he's now injured again. Oh, he got injured again. I didn't know about that, actually. And he's going to miss the Liverpool game. But we'll just... Okay. They rushed him back, though. He was not 100%, and there was a million reports saying that. He was not 100%. They rushed him back. They tried to get – because they just desperately needed a striker. Yeah. It's pretty much the whole situation. And they're like, you know what? We got to throw him back in there no matter what. And yeah. I mean, idea. we outplayed them, but West Ham just – Yeah, the, Antonio had an insane – was it like a bike or – Yeah, something like it was, that. It was almost like a bike. It was an insane overhead goal pretty much. Yeah. Just made by Antonio – that's the type of luck West Ham have had recently, though, man. Like, a bunch of bullshit goals. I went over it last week against Tottenham. Every one of the three goals they scored was just like, really? Oh, really? It was like lobbed, they lobbed up a free kick. Now, I won't say that's lucky. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous delivery. 
gorgeous finish. Second goal was a freak, freakish, freakish own goal by Davinson Sanchez. It's not his fault. And then Lane goal, probably the best goal. <laughs> yeah, arguably the best. Maybe Antonio breaks it, but no, I, I don't think so. But Lanzini had an insane, insane screamer. Um, no chance of saving that for Lloris in that game. And Tottenham crumbled, of course. They should have won that. But, yeah, I mean, for City, I think what's happening, I don't think it's a locker room thing. I really don't. I think it's a mentality thing. City, we've won over this before. And this is why I didn't pick them to win the title. When so many people this year just said um, that City were going to win the title, I had I had Liverpool winning the title, which still might be wrong. Don't get me wrong. It still might be wrong. But City's mentality, again, it proves my point. Liverpool versus Sheffield United. Liverpool went down early. They felt like they got robbed. They gave up a PK. They came back. They stepped it up. They scored two goals, and they narrowly won. That's the type of that's the type of mentality they have, Liverpool, and they were missing their best player, arguably. Yeah. Um. So and the rock of the team, pretty much. Well, they're in a bad spot now. Now they're in a yeah yeah yeah. So we'll go over that in a little bit, but yeah. now they're in a bad spot. But that's the type of mentality I think Klopp and you know Liverpool have, especially they can overcome difficult situations. They don't get flustered when teams start to figure them out. They just keep on playing their game and they hope for the best result. And they get usually get the best results out of it. So it I works. It's definitely all Klopp. I mean, he did the oh, same. Oh, the mentality in the locker room is amazing. They all the, – yeah. Well, they, he kind of started it because he just kind of threw players. Sure, sure. I think I, on some level, yeah. But I think those players, you know, Van Dyke is steel mentality, Fabinho, yeah. whatever. They all – they're just really confident players. They feel like they've always kind of been underdogs in some sense because Liverpool in some ways have been. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they kind of have that – see, I think City's issues, they have such an alpha mentality that – when teams start to kind of figure them out, they just get flustered and annoyed. And while Liverpool, who really are an alpha team, obviously, yeah, that happens to them. They don't really get that annoyed. They kind of just overcome it, and you know they narrowly win. You'll see it. Liverpool get narrow wins. City don't. City usually have to win. They usually win by big score lines, two or more goals. Liverpool, a lot of times, even at home, getting narrow wins. Yeah. But I think it's a mentality issue within the team. That's my bet. But Foden got a good goal. You know, they did come back and tie the game at least, but. Yeah, that game you should win it. Uh, this one actually ended one to two. I don't know why some of these I guess did an update when I saved them. Um, if you're watching through YouTube, if you're not watching through YouTube, uh, just disregard that. But yeah, Fulham lost one two. Fulham stink. That's pretty much. That's the whole story. That's the whole story. It's not the. And I hope people don't make this about Palace. Palace isn't great either. But I mean, Zaha just played his game. I think that's the most thing. Zaha is great and all, but again, Fulham are just so bad, so so bad, so bad. That's it. Fulham stink. Fulham are really, 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 really bad. Really bad. They're really bad. Got another really in there. Like let's just say Fulham was. Uh, let's just make. Sure, let's just say they were West Ham for the sake of argument. This game probably ends in a draw, or hell, even a West Ham win. Yeah. Fulham just stink. Fowles narrowly won. Uh, not narrowly, but I think I'll, I'll even pull up statistics. Maybe let me pull up statistics. Let's see. If this is even more interesting if I pull up the statistics for this one. I actually don't know. Let me clear this too. I don't um I don't know how this one went fully down. That's the wrong Fulham versus West Brom. Interestingly enough, we'll just look up Fulham versus Crystal Palace. Um, <laughs> there we go. I thought it was interesting. Hodgson playing his old team. I was like, I thought that was really cool. But um, they got a late bullshit goal. Irrelevant as hell. Um. No, I mean, and Palace, Palace were in there. I mean, 14 shots of Palace is, like, insane. 
Fulham were coming in, but Fulham had nothing on target. So they were on target. Yeah, they weren't creating great chances. So I don't know about Fulham really in this one. But yeah, I mean, Palace are a better team. Hodgson's a better coach. Palace have experience. None of, you know, it shouldn't shock us. I just thought Fulham could at least get a draw. Like you're at home, your attack's yeah. not that bad. You have a good goal scorer. Like at least get a draw. They couldn't get that. Fulham looked like as of right now. We'll get into this later. They look like a team that's just going to go straight, right, straight down to the championship again. Straight down. They look terrible. Um, this one ended 0-0. Uh, we both actually had one of each winner. So I had United winning. You had Chelsea winning uh, 2-1 each time. Uh, this ended me 0-0. It was kind of just a boring game. Edward Mendy made some really great saves, though. Yeah, and Thiago played really good. Thiago played really good. Yeah, Thiago played really good. Uh, Edward Mendy made some just insane saves all around. I thought Chelsea were uh, at times pretty stagnant. I thought United also got really stagnant. I think both had some really good runs at times where like they looked like they were about to score. They just couldn't do it. Um, I there's not that much to separate them. I think so. I don't want to make a bold claim on either, but like no. kind of just a mediocre game all around. So. Um, this one we both had blowouts. So this is Liverpool versus Sheffield United. We both had a 3-0 blowout. It's actually ended up being 2-1. So Liverpool, again, we talked, we already kind of touched on it earlier, but Liverpool's mentality, man. I mean, I'll just like even them being like a rival, like they're just so much mentally stronger than Yeah, man. They're mentally there. They're mel- they're so much better mentally, man, than it's I think crazy brain. I don't know how you're gonna agree on it. Sure. Could they have the one of the best mentalities in world football? Easily. They are best. Easily. They lost one game. No, they didn't lose one game. They lost like they lost one game the previous year before that. And then this last year, I think they lost like two or three. Of course they do. They had 31, 30 wins each year or something so like that. They each almost 30 wins. Would you say they're the best team in the world? Well, mentality wise, yeah. Mentally speak, no, Bayern Munich is. Okay, yeah, because I was about to – it's one Bayern of the – No, it's Bayern. It's definitely Bayern. No, it's definitely Bayern because Bayern is, like, un, unbeatable. It's unbeatable. I mean, how could they – they're easily probably. But, I mean, outside of Bayern, you know, Real Madrid shows times where, like, they're really good mentally. But I think it's probably Liverpool after. They have the 4-2, yeah. I think, after. But, no, they come back. They, nearly, they came back. They nearly won. Um, Jota scored two. I think that's worth noting. He had a nice little game in this. I think he was playing striker from what I read. I think he was, yeah. I think – because I, I only watched a little bit of the game. I don't have to blip of the game. Maybe like 20 minutes. And I had trouble even figuring it out. Salah was definitely coming through the right. Mane was definitely coming through the left. There was times, though, where Jota would like even drop into midfield. And I was like, what the hell? I, I don't know. I was hoping they would do something like this. I just didn't envision Jota being the one playing striker. I mean, he can play there. He played it for Wolves. He so can. Oh, he so can. He so can play striker. He can play most positions in the midfield and almost every position in the forward line. He's an incredible player. But I'm just, I'm just surprised though that he was. I thought, no, I give not playing Firmino there, but I thought maybe Salah would have played there or Mane. I mean, I'm no, just Salah played the striker. Jota was on the right. Mane. That's how it was set up. But from what I read. No, no, I don't trust those lineups. They get it. They got. They get Newcastle wrong every time. I look at them almost every. They get Arsenal wrong all the time. They get plenty of teams wrong. Yeah, I just hopped on ESPN. I, they don't always tell the lineups correctly. I think maybe Salah ended up playing, but when I, when I, from what I've read, it, it sounded like Jota actually ended up playing it. But they probably swapped in game. That's also a good chance they did that. 
This is the one that I really badly wanted to talk about because I knew this result was happening. If you guys listened to the last, if you listened to last week's podcast, Southampton versus Everton, I absolutely called the shit out of this game. And I know I shouldn't be braggadocious because it's only one game, but everyone's been riding the Everton train. Everton's been dick riding the shit out of them. I'm like, you know what? No, I think they're actually going to probably end up losing this game. Southampton's pretty good. So I'm like, and not only that, right? That has nothing to do with it because Everton is the better team. Yeah, it has everything to do with the fact, though, that Everton are not a mentally amazing team. They are not elite. They are not a top team yet, not by any any measure. They're a good team, but Everton have gotten onto a good start. They haven't been challenged in too many of their games. They got challenged here. Southampton is a good team. They came back against Chelsea last week, and I knew this is the type of game that Everton would get stumped on. They just get stumped on. Yeah. You have to go to Southampton. You've been on a nice run of games. You're eventually gonna lose. I mean, I, I, so I was like, you eventually have to lose, and if you're gonna lose, this is gonna be a good team to lose to. They're a good team, Southampton. They showed it. Ings and Shea Adams up top, they look like the real deal. Ings is just a great fucking striker. Funnily enough, I don't think he scored in this game. He it didn't. Adams more scored. Wait. Adams and more Powsey scored. Because Ings got the in. Yeah, but Adams and I don't. I think he got. I think he assisted twice. But Adams and he's becoming an all-around striker. I think that's worth noting. Yeah, it's crazy because he's and, like knowing how to play the ball. He's he's not just becoming like a poacher or a finisher. He's becoming like an all-around striker. Like he knows how to distribute. He knows how to make the right runs. He can. He can, he's drifting out. And if you watch the game, he's drifting out wide a lot. He's he's letting Adams actually get into the box more and get more opportunities. And. Yeah. This is only to, not only Southampton's benefit, but more specifically, this is to Che Adams' benefit. Completely and utterly his, his benefit. Because if Ings isn't just a poacher, which he kind of was before, or just a finisher, then yeah. then Adams actually gets a chance to actually be in the box, get more chances. Because Ings is going to be doing more of the dirty work. Because Adams does a lot of the dirty work. But I think this is a good proposition. And it just proves Everton are not invincible. Luke Dinier got a red card, although I think it was very harsh. Um, they're not invincible by any standard. So I hope people now begin to realize that. This is what I've been trying to say. Like, people have been really – I talked to my dad, right, and he even said – he's like, I think Everton are, like, a real title. I'm like, I don't think they are yet. Like, I don't know. They're good. They're good. I don't deny Everton being good. Yeah. But I, – and I think they're so in there for a top seven, top six spot, definitely. But it's only been a couple games, and I was like, I've just been shocked by the reception. Like, Thomas Rodriguez clearly is a, is a superstar player again, and Calvert-Lewin is better. I've heard people say he's better than Kane. I've heard some of the most insane things over these last couple of weeks. Like, Ancelotti is an amazing manager. They got some really good players. They got a decent team. The defense is still a little bit fragile at times. They're still not mentally acute or as acute. So I'm not I'm, – I'm not – you know, they're not a, a fully defined team yet. So I, I don't want to give Everton their full credit just yet. So it was a good one for Southampton. I'm really happy. I got this one. Right. Shit on Kane's. Kane's been probably the best striker in the, in the in the league this year, I think, in my opinion. But I mean, all around wise, yeah. But either way, how about we get to the next one? That one's a little bit long. Wolves, Newcastle. Uh, we both actually had a one-one draw. This ended one-one. Uh, as a Newcastle fan, I had a very much a mixed a mixed emotion pretty much throughout the whole game. So the first half, I can I watched the whole game. This is the one I can give you full. Full and I watched some of these, but this is the one I can give you like a full in-depth um I didn't watch any of this one, so I ain't got a clue. Analysis on. Now let's just put it this way. We started out in the so so for starters, dude. I don't think you I, I doubt you look. I'm just gonna pull up our lineup, okay? 
We ran arguably the funkiest lineup I've ever seen Steve Bruce maybe run. I, 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 I Steve Bruce has been coaching the team since last year. This lineup made me sick at first. I was like, I, at first I was like cool, but then weirded out and then kind of curious. Jamal Lewis, Federico Fernandez, LaSalle Shar, and then interestingly enough, for his first start in over 300 days, um, maybe over a year now actually, Jacob Murphy gets to start at right wing back. We so, are pretty, so weird. That's weird as hell because we have we have three healthy right backs on our team, mind you, all that play right wing back. Three healthy ones. And he goes, Bruce goes, let's put Murphy there. Wise move because Murphy, 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 Murphy actually ended up defending really well. We've run out of midfielders because Steve Bruce is an idiot and has played players who have been injured. So John Joe Shelby's been playing the last couple of games injured with a groin injury, meaning if you have a groin injury, you shouldn't be playing on it because that's how you stress it out and that's how you end up being injured for two months. It happens all the time. We did, we did otherwise. So John Joe Shelby got injured. Um, before the game, even, you know, I think the day before they announced that. So we were already short on him. Maddie Longstaff is recovering still. He's not fully 100%. He's almost 100%. Sean Longstaff, is st- he had tonsillitis, so he's not even really injured. He just He's really sick. But tonsillitis, you can't really come back. No, too from. no that's a tough one, actually. Again, COVID, too. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. So there's no no complaints there. And then Isaac Aiden also got a knock in the last game, meaning all we had left was Jeff fucking Hendrick. To play the midfield. I go. So we couldn't – so before this game started, it was funny because we couldn't even tell who was in the lineup. I couldn't tell whether Fabian Char made it or not. Mm. I thought he was in the midfield. That's what – I no, I didn't. I, a lot of people did say that, though. So what I ended up finding out was Miguel Almiron started in midfield, starting in midfield with Hendrick. By the way, arguably the best player in the game. Arguably the best player. This man was a fucking engine all game. He doesn't – he does not stop running. I, he covered – there's an insane chart. His heat map is insane. This man ran everywhere across the field. He's everywhere. It's insane. He had an amazing game. I was happy for Miguel. And he had a good game because of it. Um, not even as much on the attacking side, the defensive side. He was picking up the ball a lot from the midfield and making a lot of those runs. A lot of those uh, – he was a lot of times distributing the ball. Um, Ryan Fraser, little five foot four. Ryan Fraser also had to play the midfield in this game. We have no one else. We're running. We're running out of players. We're so short of players. It's not even funny. So there's in, like even the bench is, is filled with injured players everywhere. So Ryan Fraser, and this happens every all the time with Steepers. Every team he plays. Last year we had record most injuries too. So this is not even any different than usual. And Ryan Fraser, who also played a really good shift in the midfield, like he was going hard, man, hard. Um, Cal Molson was isolated most of the time up top. Tim Maxman was kind of playing there. He was kind of going down, um, playing back sometimes. Tim Maxman didn't have a very good game, in all honesty. We couldn't pick it up in attack. We were terrible all game. The first half, at least, we at least attempted to get on the ball and at least attempted to attack sometimes. Um, we did way less of that as the game continued. Uh, second half, it was 0-0. We, at this point, Steve Bruce decided to park the bus against Wolves. Wolves, by the way. Wolves. Like, Wolves is good. But Wolves is not Liverpool City. It's they, Wolves. Wolves park the bus themselves. They run yeah. back. Wolves is not – Wolves is a good team going forward. But Wolves rely pretty much on a counterattack, so Bruce didn't want to give in to that, I guess, I'm assuming. But you've already got three in the back. So is it necessary to play like this 
for Steve Bruce, absolutely. So we ended up parking the bus all fucking game. Um, 80th minute comes. They took a corner. The corner got cleared out, sort of, kind of. Um, and then it gave Raul Jimenez, probably one of the goals of the year, too, this insane, insane volley. I mean, wonder goal. And I told my dad, we were also watching the game. I was telling him, I'm like, dude, it's coming. I, and it, it's going to come in, like, the cruelest way possible because Wolves can really break us most of the game. But it's yeah. going to come in the cruelest way possible. And it did. So, of course, Raul scored some insane goal. But it was coming. We deserved it. We deserved it. So no complaints. That's what you get when you play dirty, you sit back, don't do anything football pretty much all game. FIFA. Well, no, this is not FIFA. It's Steve Bruce, Park the Bus, Sam Aldarcy, bullshittery that, you know, all these English – a lot of English managers do. Hodgson does the same thing. But Bruce is the worst at it because Bruce can't organize a team very well. So come a little bit more. We, we, we're down one nothing. We have to sort of play. We're still not even really winning possession that much. We eventually get a chance. Um, Callum Wilson wins a free kick, kind of a cheap free kick. This man, I'm telling you, is everything right now to this team. Everything. And Jacob Murphy, just beautiful, beautiful bottom right corner, uh, bottom right corner of the goal. Um, he, he just sinks it in. It's it's a gorgeous goal. We tie the game. Terrible game, though, for us. Wolverhampton decimated us. It's insane that they didn't even get points, uh, three points for this. Didn't even get a real goal. They got some, like, cheesy – it's a real goal, obviously. But, like, they yeah. couldn't even really get anything going. Like, that's how, like, rigid this team was set up. But for me personally, I take the draw. It is what it is. But, it's like, but like, we're not bad enough to play this way. This is what's bothering me about Steve Bruce and a lot of fans. A lot of fans right now are so frustrated because the team's not shitty enough to play like this. You can at least somewhat go forward. You can set up in a five back. That's fine. But – you have to go forward. Steve Bruce is just in such refusal to do so. Refuses to. Um, Arsenal Leicester. This one ended insanely enough 0 1. So I actually had Arsenal winning. And I, I said last week it was, they're definitely going to win. Arsenal's at home. Leicester is very injured. It just felt very sensible to pick this. Arsenal got a gazillion chances, couldn't finish any. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see the goal Vardy scored. I don't. I don't know how it went. And Vardy scored late in the game. He came off the bench and scored. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I just thought, really, I'm like, Arsenal, you're you're at home. They're not that healthy. You have most of your team there. You should get a goal. They got some good performances. Saka was really good especially, but just not enough. Yeah, Fofana. I think Fofana played good for Leicester. Fofana was good, man. Fofana's the real deal, man. He's like 19, too. Yeah. He's really a decent player. Brighton, West Brom. Uh, we both got this actually extremely wrong. This ended 1-1, I believe, and it was just a terrible game. Um, I had 3-1 Brighton. You had 2-1 Brighton. We're like, all right, Brighton. I think we overrated Brighton because of that one Newcastle win. We're like, oh, man, Brighton clearly can get on the attack. And, and Lamptey's some some serial right back who's just, like, amazing. Uh, Lamptey's good, but, like, yeah. clearly he's not Trent or, or Philip Lom, whoever you want to compare him to. You know, he's a good right back, though. But, um, no, Brighton, Brighton are lacking. And Brighton, you can look at – we'll pull up their team. There's reasons why they're lacking. It's pretty obvious when you see their team. It, it's, it's very obvious. The structure of the team isn't bad. I don't blame – and I don't I don't hate the way Graham Potter plays. I've actually advised Newcastle to kind of do the same at times. But you can look at the structure of this team. Damn, and they got outplayed too. Well, sort of, kind of. It was like a mediocre game either way. Webster, Veltman, and Byrne, the back was perfectly fine. Lamptey, they're playing Marshall left wing back, which is okay. Ben White was in the midfield, which which I didn't even know. 
wow, that, that proves my point even more, I guess. And then Basuma's in the midfield, who I like Basuma and kind of hate. Lalana, Trossard, Malpai. This team just doesn't look good going forward. Just doesn't. It doesn't look so defensive. It's not only not that it's just defensive. You know, I'll pull another game because I guess this isn't the best example. Not that it's just defensive, man. It there's like there's a setup they have. Like I hate this setup right here. Trossard, Lalana, Maupai. That right there is not a great setup. I think Sally Mar- Sally March should actually end up playing more forward too. But I mean, here's another one. There's another lineup where like Trossard's playing behind Conley and Maupai, and I'm like, this is not a Premier League starting like forward line. It's just not. It's just not. They killed us, mind you. They killed us. They killed Newcastle with this, but it is not. This this is supposed to be Trossard in the midfield, and it's Conley and Malpai up top here. They're just not really great, man. I'm not crazy about it, but no, it's a weird. I, I think it's personnel. I think I think what Graham Potter is trying to do is he's trying to be more expansive than what he should be. His team's just not good enough to be that expansive. Yeah. And I think that's his biggest issue, and it's kind of clear cut. Good result for West Brom, though. I mean, you got to be happy if you're West Brom. You got yeah, a point away from home. You know, you take what you can get in that situation. So, I mean, good for West Brom. Burnley and Tottenham. This actually ended up being one nil for Tottenham. Uh, we both were our predictions were horribly wrong. Still, we we had dominant wins either way, um, both ways for Tottenham. Um, Tottenham narrowly won. Human Son again with a late goal in the seven around the seventieth minute mark. Um, and men, he, he's the leading goal scorer in the league. And Tottenham got a big win. I'm telling you, man, Tottenham is uh, if they can keep the, the a big clean sheet for them, if they, if they can keep up the momentum, they're going to be seriously decent. But either way, let's get into this. This is what I want to get into game week seven predictions. We should have made these beforehand, but we're going to do them now on the spot. Give me your predictions Wolves versus Crystal Palace, Wolves at home. What Wolves coming off a draw, Palace coming off a win. Mm-hmm. I say, come one nothing for Wolves. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I really want to give Wolves a win here. Wolves have looked good over the last couple weeks. They got robbed against Newcastle. Um, I think that's gonna be a big factor in this game. They got it? robbed, and and Palace doesn't look great. But Palace has these games, man, where they're just like. Terrible, and they just sit back and they end up bullshitting a result. Like, and I'm, I'm scared. I, I hate to say it, I think it's actually going to happen here. I think it's going to be 1 1. Uh, Sheffield and Wolves keep running up goals. Like, they're, le- they're yeah. leaky in defense. They're not, though. They're pretty solid most games, but they're leaky at times. So, Sheffield City, I know we always do this. I'll, I'll do this one first because you just went. Um, I feel like we always, we always keep predictions. We always keep predicting City to just dominate. And they're not, so I'm actually going to predict them to not dominate this one. Let's go zero. Let's go zero two uh, to City. And I think because you know, so I was going to fucking say, well, fuck it then zero two either way. But uh, Sheffield to me is just they're they're pretty solid in the back. It's actually not where their issues yeah. are. It's just they're so bad going forward, man. Um, Burnley, Chelsea, Burnley's at home. This is like a game where Burnley's going to sneakily win a game, sneakily win here, sneakily or some shit. I swear. But give me your prediction. Chelsea. Not a bad idea. I see where you're coming from there. I I, I think I'm going to change mine. I think Chelsea are coming off a big win in the Champions League. Team starting to go a little bit. They are coming off a big win. They drew against United. They've been pretty, and they drew against Sevilla. They got two. But you know what? Their their draws. I know, but 
two zero zero draws. So they're they're keeping they United and Sevilla. Yeah, they got two clean sheets. Uh, they drew Sevilla in the Champions League. Yeah, and then they just beat Cranston for four nothing. So I mean, so, I mean, they're keeping that's three clean sheets in a row. Burnley is the least threatening team in the league, probably. I mean. Why not? I think I think Chelsea should have a good game here. Why not? Let's go. Um, but we saw it against Tottenham. You know, Burnley isn't as stagnant in the back. They're still pretty solid in the back. So I actually think this is going to end up being like 0-1. But we'll go 0-1. Why not? Well, no, we'll go 0-2. Uh, Liverpool, West Ham. Um, West Ham is away from home, so it's at Liverpool to Anfield. I think Liverpool are actually going to win this game. Even though they're really having trouble in the back because Montip is now injured again. Fabinho's injured. Yeah, and Van Dyke's obviously injured. So what's left of them? So is old Lovren. No Lovren, but it's Sep Van. What's his name? Van the Sep Van Berg or what is his name? Yeah, Van. I think it's Van Berg. Van Berg. He might get a serious chance now. I mean, they have nothing else. Yeah. There's nothing else. They There's still have Gomez, Robertson, and Trent. So I mean, what is it? They still have Gomez, Robertson, and Trent. That's that's dandy, but you need you need a center back. I mean, you gotta have someone play the position. Fabinho is like kind of what they were hoping, which is make sure you know they had Fabinho, he could back him up. Yeah. Uh and he's fine playing there too, but Fabinho's not there. I think Henderson might end up playing center back. He could, yeah. This is a game West Ham is gonna be like they're gonna narrowly be in, but just because it's an Anfield, I think Liverpool should be expected victor. So I'm actually gonna go two one. No, not even. It's gonna be three two. Liverpool will probably a lot of goals, especially with the situation they're in. Give me a prediction. Two one. To Liverpool, I'm assuming. Yeah. I was going to say the same, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just nervous about that defense. I know I don't have confidence in it. Villa Southampton. Southampton's away from home. It's a good game. This is an interesting one. Um, to be honest, I like Southampton a lot better. I think they're – now people right now are like, Villa's obviously a better team because the points, but Southampton are a better team. Um, and Southampton are a really decent team. I, I, I have a lot of trouble making this prediction. Yeah, because I'm like Villa can maybe BS their way through this, but because it, it, it's at Villa, it's not you know it's not at St Mary's. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. why I'm having a little bit of difficulty. But Southampton's been really decent these last couple weeks, man. We got to give them the credit. So I'm gonna go Southampton actually winning this game, one uh, to two. You can go ahead. Two two. Two two. Uh, you know, fair enough. I just see this being a draw. Fair enough. Where are you coming from? Newcastle, Everton. This is at uh, St. James. 10 nothing Liverpool. No, 10 nothing Newcastle. I don't know why I said that. I mean, that's a dream. That'd be a dream. But, I mean, it's a tough one for me to predict because I'm like, why? Again, now Everton have been proven not to be invincible. Luca Digne is suspended the next game. It's like a tough one, man. This is like, you know, I don't yeah. know. I obviously yeah. I have my implicit bias. I have my implicit bias. It's so obvious. I mean, that's, you know. How's your injuries going into this game right now? I think Hayden will come back. Hayden will. Hayden, we made sure not to play. I think Longstaff also. Longstaff played a little bit in the end of the game, so probably both of them. So we'll be fine midfield. Yeah, we're not going to be as injured as we usually are. We'll have midfielders available. I just don't know how we're going to set up. Like I'm like, well, Jacob Murphy was amazing at right wing back, so I'm like, does he get another chance? 
Yeah. It kind of seems fair to give him another chance. I'm like, I don't know. He could defend too. Weirdly enough, he was he was defending Neto and um, Padonce the whole day. Not an easy job. No, no. So I mean, Padonce, by the way, has been on fire recently. But that's beside the point. Um, that's a good game. It's a tricky one, man. Everton are pretty decent. Everton plays really hard, though. Um, I'm actually gonna go a draw. I I just I see Newcastle. I I can already see it. Bruce is gonna park the bus most of the game. Um, we might score first, maybe like on some bullshit. And Everton are gonna have a tough time trying to break the bus because Everton have not went against the bus yet. So I could see this just being a really really stagnant one-one. Which for me is like, you know, if this ends 1-1, I guess it is what it is. But give me a prediction. I could see everything winning then, so without a doubt. I don't know. I have – because I was thinking the draw as well, just because, like, this could definitely be a draw, like you were saying. Because the way they play, man. Because the way Newcastle plays is so, so It's a frustrating style of play. It's so – you can ask almost any manager in the league. This is what they say about this, like, really rigid, organized, really defensive. It's just they're just a pain in the ass. They're, just, they're a pain. I would, I would be so annoyed going against them. Not because they're amazing, because they don't move. They just stay back. They stay behind the 50-yard line. They will not move, or the halfway-yard line. Like, they will not move past halfway. So it's like, with the exception of maybe two players. It's like, I mean, I could see Everton being like, oh, fuck me, and then just getting stuck. They probably will get a goal, and it's going to be stuck at 1-1. That's my bet. It's almost happened three times. It should have happened against United had we not had our late-game antics. It's happening against Tottenham, happening against Wolves. That's why I'm like, I don't know, I'm stuck on this result. Going out on a limb here. Newcastle 2-1. Dude, I doubt it, but I mean, <laughs> give you 20 bucks if it happens, for fuck's sake. I doubt it, but I mean, it'd be nice. United, um, United going out on a limb. Going out on a limb. Yeah. That, that means we'd have to get some really bullshit goals for that to happen. United Arsenal, this is at, um, Old Trafford. I think we've been at Old Trafford for every game recently, but um, wow, this is a really tricky one to call. Yeah. And this, But you know what? You know what, though? It has all the makings of a draw. So I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. It has all the makings of a draw, a stagnant, boring game. 1-1. One, one. Damn it. Um, where are United with this one? So Martial is not back. Not back. Cavani is playing. Tellez is playing. Yeah, you know what? That doesn't matter to me. It's it's just Martial that's injured. Pretty much yeah, I just wanted to know that front. They, they 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 might go back and use the Juan Mata, Bruno, Dan James, Rashford line. I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. I got one one. All the makings of a draw. All the makings. I'm gonna go one one as well. Tottenham Brighton. Two nothing. Tottenham. Two nothing. Fair enough. Um. I actually think Tottenham 3 1. Why not? I think they're going to give up one leaky goal in the end. Um, but they'll get three goals. Fulham, West Brom. Best game of the weekend. And you know what? These bottom five, like the bottom five dwellers, or even bottom four, like the bottom barrel dwellers, just keep playing each other. It's so fucking funny. You can even see the sky bet right here. If you're watching it on YouTube, you can see the sky bet right here on the fucking picture. These are championship teams to the max. But um, Fulham, West Brom, uh, actually give me. Oh, man. I, I'm feeling West Brom, I'm not going to lie. But every time oh, I feel that, I feel that. 
I'm feeling Musgrove a little bit, but I mean, I could see Fulham getting like a couple goals and having a good game. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's a tricky one. I have a tricky one. Oh. Um, they both suck. <laughs> I mean, both defenses suck. They really can't score. I think West Brom's is better than we're making it out to be. I don't think West Brom's is as bad, maybe. Because West Brom play in a five. They're so rigid because of that five. They're not they don't give out they don't give up that hard, that much space. So I mean they have Livermore too. Livermore's kind of an engine in the midfield. Ah, this is a tough one, man. I kind of want to give West Brom the win, but I can see Fulham winning and I can also see a tie. We're gonna go, we're gonna give West Brom the win here, though. Why not? We're three gonna two. give West Brom. You have three, two. I, I'm gonna go one, two. Um there we go. And then Leicester leads. So Leicester's kind of getting healthy again. This is at um, King Power Stadium. So tough one to call. Leeds have been pretty decent. Give me a prediction. I know these are two teams that you love, too. It's a hard game. Tough one. This is going to be a good game. It is. I think I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester. So, I mean, they're both coming off of a big win. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go two-one Leicester. I think Leicester at home. They have the advantage. They're getting healthy again. Why not? Yeah, I'll go. I got experience too. It makes sense for me. Two nothing Leicester. I think Leeds is gonna shut out this one because they do have those games where they just randomly shut out. Fair enough, and that's the predictions for the week. Um, point tally fifty-two to sixty-five in Babs' favor. Let's see what hey. happens. It could change. I went out on a limb on Newcastle. That could bite me in the ass. I'll give you. We'll do. Um. We'll do an extra point for that one. How about that? If I get it right. We'll get you an extra point. Yeah. If you if you get the score line right too, you can get four points. We'll give you an extra point. I just don't see that one happening. I'm writing that down. Right there. There you go. I'll save this doc. So let's get into the other stuff. Uh, we'll, we, can, we can touch on Vinicius real quick, um, too. Something, just, something going around. Yeah. If, if I, I don't want to go, like, too hard on this because I don't think it's, like, the biggest story ever. But pretty much I cleared the tab for it for some weird – oh, actually, that's why I declared it for a reason. Actually, let's see how much this, – this video has been pretty long, man. We're already at 40 minutes. Jeez. This has been a long video, to say the least. That was a long-ass discussion. Um, but let's pull up this vid, guys. I'm just going to pull it up. You can hear the recording, the volume. Oh. The audio got taken away from this video. That's a little weird. I saw this one, too, and the audio was there, but it got taken away. So never mind, guys. Sorry about that. I don't know why. But, no, pretty much in the video, Benzema, it's halftime. He's telling uh, Ferland Mendy, they're speaking French. Vinicius doesn't understand French, obviously. And they're, they're speaking, and they're talking, and he's saying, don't pass to Vinicius, don't pass. He's on an island, or he's not doing anything. He's playing for the other team. Yeah, he's playing against us. I thought that was kind of interesting. And I, and I was even telling you earlier, I was like, dude, I don't think Vinicius is, is – I've been saying that Vinicius is like a good, good raw potential player, tons of raw potential. There's a player there. I just but, don't know if he's Real Madrid level. No, you know? and, he, and he looks like he's on an island all the damn time. All the time. He just looks like he's on an island. Like, if you watch Real Madrid games, there's times where I'm just like, what is Vinicius doing? Where is he? Why is he not a part of the game? 
because it feels like Benzema's taken all the weight up top, and I'm like, where's where's Vinicius? Where are the wingers? Is it Bro, a real- I think he's better than him, by the way. Oh, I was about to say the same thing, Rodrigo. I think he's much Rodrigo better. Rodrigo looks so much better than him and fits so much better into mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Rodrigo looks like he's yeah. legit. I don't yeah. think he's that great, man. But I mean, you know, there's there's still plenty of time. We'll see what happens. I've never thought I've never really seen Zinedine though as a great developer of players. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's just always been my I've never I think it's better when he has more veterans and experienced players. But I think most managers are though. But either way, I just want to touch on that real quick. We're we kind of have to make that speedy because we're already at the 40 minute mark. So we're just gonna get into the um the more of the beef of the episode. All right. So I'm gonna actually share my screen. That's what I was supposed to do. I'm gonna share my screen. Let's get a look at this, guys. So we're both going to show our screen at one point or another. Um, I'll start. I'll have the screen there, and then you'll refute, and then we'll show your screen in the end. We'll just talk about it. But I'll have my screens like the baseline for it. So we pretty much set this up, guys. So as of right now, and I'll even pull up the Premier League table just to give more context because I think that's kind of necessary. And I'll go over it. I'll just list out the table real quick. Um, people, just um, just for the people who want it on YouTube. Um, so right now, guys, Everton are actually in – they're leading the league right now at 13 points. Liverpool's right behind them at 13-2, goal difference, uh, making that up. Villa and Leicester both at 12 apiece. Uh, Villa's ahead on goal difference. Uh, Tottenham's at 11 and fifth. Leeds, Southampton, Crystal Palace, and Wolves all tied at 10 points, 6-9. Chelsea Arsenal at 9 points each, 10-11. and 11. West Ham, Man City, and Newcastle all at eight points, 12, 13. We're on five games. You, yep, there's some teams that are on five games. And then Man United is at 15. They're also on five games, seven points. Brighton are at five points, and um, they're at 16th place. West Brom, this is really where the discussion gets in the relegation table. It's probably, it's probably Brighton through Fulham, but yeah. I think most people will categorize it as West Brom through Fulham. West Brom are at three points. At the moment, they're at 17th, and then the bottom of the table is Burnley, Sheffield, Fulham, all at a point each. West Brom, it's worth noting, does still not have a win. It is awful. The bottom of the table is awful at the moment. So, um, as a Newcastle fan, it's kind of made me relief because we played terrible football, but I'm like, you know what? You know what? Eight points out of six games ain't that bad. Two bullshit. Yeah, but the two draws are complete BS, so that's why I don't think that much into it. But either way, that's beside the point. I mean, people, I'm going to say this again because it was a thing before. Like, with City, yeah, they're in 13th. But if we win, we go to, what, like sixth place? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, because you guys are a game back still. So, I mean, there's a lot still there. But um, it's it's not the prettiest table. It's so – like, it's kind of a clusterfuck. So, I guess the point of this discussion, guys, was we're going to just – we're going to see who we think are the title contenders, who we think are top four contenders, who we think are top seven contenders, mid-table. Um, and when we mean mid-table, more like um, that's like 8 through 13, 8 through 14, even 8 through 15 maybe with this year, and then the relegation battle. So we can start off from the bottom. Who's in the relegation battle? Well, this is your opinion. You get to refute. But um, I, I'll, I'll start then. That's fine. Okay. So I'll say Brighton. I think you put in what you want, and then we talk about it. You can you can put yours in along the way and talk. I just have mine on the screen, but just so that it's a guide for the for the viewers. But 
in a relegation battle on the tier list, um, I have Brighton, Fulham, West Brom, Burnley, Sheffield United. I think this one is so fucking blatantly obvious for anyone who's watching right now or listening or keeps up with the Premier League. These five look awful. Brighton, it's worth noting, does have a win. The other four still have not won a game. But I thought it was worth noting regardless. This is the bottom four, uh, bottom five. They're all terrible. I, Brighton, I think, will make it out because they just have the experience to, too. Yeah. But those other four don't have goals in them. Their strikers are all terrible at the moment. Although, I think Fulham, again, they have Mitrovic. Mitrovic isn't that bad. West Brom don't have an established uh, Premier League striker. Burnley have two decent strikers. Burnley just can't even really get them the ball. Burnley can't even create for them. Because let's put it this way. Wood and Barnes are not like – they're not Sergio Aguero. Like you're not going to create – you're not going to have a whole possession set up to get them the ball in the end and them to get a, you know, a shot from seven or eight yards away. These yeah. two are more like put the ball in the box in any way, cross it, whatever, lob it in the box. They might try to flick it onto one of each other um, and try to score that way or something like that um, or through set pieces. Yes. They don't, they're clinical, but they're not like on the level of they're not you know great possession based strikers. I'll say Sheffield obviously just don't really have scoring options all altogether. Brewster, you know, maybe he comes in later on, but we'll see. I have the same five. I mean, it's just kind of obvious at this point. Yeah, I'm not even going to flip to your screen just because I think it's useless too. It's it's pretty obvious these are the you know the five in relegation battles right now. Yeah. Um. The mid table contenders. So well, the mid table contenders is kind of tricky to do because. You want to, we'll, we'll go top to bottom now. I think it's just worth getting the bottom out of the way because it's so obvious. We kind of just knew it. We didn't have to even have to talk about that much. Who are the title contenders? Title contenders. Give me your title contenders. And as many as you want, whoever you think belongs. I've got three. Go ahead. I got to put Man City there because I just think we're just having a rough time. Injuries are hitting us again like they did last year. Sure. But we can, we're, we're fucking Man City. Like, we'll be able to. Get back into this. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. I mean, Liverpool as well. Okay. I, I mean, you can't really hate it, anything against them. They're fucking great. They're at, pretty much at the top of the table just because of goal difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're fighting through injuries, but they'll be fine. Mentally strong, good team, great coach. And... I have to go with Spurs. Ah, uh, you're listening. You're listening to what I'm saying. It's it's true. It's true. I was never crazy against them, but you were like you kind of persuaded me. It's true. They're in it. They're legit. They're legit. They're more legit than Chelsea, United, and Arsenal by far, and Everton. I mean, it's just Son and Kane aren't. They're like the second most like clinical. The best attackers right now, the prem all together right now. Like they're literally the best, the most informed attackers in the league. Literally. What's the whole stat of them being like the second most clinical duo in Premier League history? Right? Yeah, through like the first five or six games or something. They're like a really clinical to they're crazy right now. The form is crazy. So I, defense is playing pretty good, which nobody really expected because it's spread. yeah. But I mean Bale's definitely gonna start to get going once he kind of figures everything out there and they just have so many attacking options, midfield options, they're just good teams. See, in the, in the, well, I'll go, I'll go off of you, right? So I'll, I'll say my title contender. So I have Liverpool still here. I, I, I back Liverpool to win the title this year. I still back it. I have Man City in here. 
Man City are still incredible. They still have an incredible coach, an incredible team. We cannot discount them. It's literally only been five games, so please don't. And we can see the league is really muddy. What's worth noting about this league and this year, this needs to be specified, is this is not going to be a 95-point year. No one's winning the title with 95 points this year or 100 points or some bullshit. This is going to be a year where the winner is going to get 85 points. Something like that. 80 80 to maybe like high eight – like. 80 to literally high 80s, like 87, 88. And it just shows that the Premier League is the best league in the world. It does. I and think both two are definitely up there for it, though. Um, yeah. I, you, you, Same point. I have Tottenham. I've been saying Tottenham for so long. Tottenham are legitimate. They have the most depth right now in the league, I think, in, in the forward positions. They have a ton of depth in the midfield. Jose Mourinho has been disgustingly discounted all the time. Disgustingly. People forget he's the manager of this team, and he's an amazing manager. So I like Tottenham's chances, and I've been saying that for a while. They have the most informed attackers right now in the league. Uh, Gareth Bale hasn't even gotten started, really. This team has so much potential. And if this is a year where you don't need 95 or 100 points to win it, then fuck it, man. I think Tottenham is as good as anyone. They have a, they have a great chance. Great chance. Going into their midfield, Endon Belly and Hoisberg. Oh, yeah. Really putting out a fucking statement. And just having those two rocks just in front of the defense, that like that does a lot for a fucking team. Oh yeah. I, I more than agree. They Wendon well, Belly to me isn't a isn't a rock, but Endebelle Endebelle is getting more it's just that engine he's going back and forth. Not really, not really. He's he's actually kind of been different. I think Hoysberg's been more box to box or also playing that it was Hizoko also. But yeah. Endembele has actually been more given more creative freedom. So he, they've even set him up to play the ten at times. He's getting a crap ton of freedom. Like, Endembele is actually getting a chance to go forward and play good forward for, uh, progressive football. That's what they're doing now, and Mourinho's kind of giving him the opportunity to, and I like it. He's not making Endembele or, or, or Lo Celso sit and, you know, kind of sit deep. Yeah. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. They're going I, back to their roles that they had at their old clubs. Winks is who's been actually – Winks and Suzoko have had to kind of do more of that. Yeah. Endembele and Lo Celso have actually been given a crap ton of um, freedom, if anything. I'm also going to include in this title race, even though I, I ragged on them earlier, I have Everton. I still think Everton are in the title race. It doesn't mean I think Everton are going to win the title. It doesn't even mean they think they're going to be in the top four. But when I look at this list of teams and look at this league we're in right now, Everton are in the title race. They are. They surely yeah. are. Surely they are such a they're, – they're definitely in there for a title race. They're definitely pushing, and they're definitely going to have a chance because, again – I'll say it again. You don't need 95 points or 100 points to win this year. I don't think Everton are going to win the title. I don't think their odds are even higher than probably 5% or even 3%. But I think they're, they're still in there. I think they have a chance. And to that point, I almost want to put Leicester in there because I'm like, well, Leicester had a really good win last week. And Leicester only lost a single game. Leicester have been really decent all year. So I'm like, maybe Leicester has a chance. I'm not going to do that. I think Leicester actually – so I'll, I'll, um, um, I'll go off of that. I think Leicester are a top four contender. And if you can, any of these teams that are in the title contender, you guys can just assume also are a top four contender. That's pretty obvious to assume. Yeah, um, I have ten in the top four. I don't know. Just well, fair enough. I, I have. I still think they're a title contender. Yeah, um, I think they're a title contender. I just see them just sure. I mean, early in the year, and right now, the question was, can Everton win the title? I tell you, they can. I don't think they're gonna. That's Leicester. If you ask me the question, can Leicester win the title? I tell you, no, I don't think they can win the title. If you ask me, Tottenham, Liverpool, City, Everton, I tell you, yeah, I think they, they one of those four can win the title. I don't think Everton can win the title. They might not even end top four, but I think they have a chance. 
Leicester I have in the top four. Um, I'll continue off of this. I think Arsenal are a top four contender, regardless of what anyone says. Yeah. I think Chelsea are definitely a top four contender. Yep. Title contender, yep. top four contender. And I also think, I mean, I almost wanted to get Wolves in here, but I don't think Wolves have enough to be top four. They just, no. No, I, I almost want to get Man United, maybe. Man United, man. No, 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 no. I have to put Man United in the top four. I, I don't know. They just seem it doesn't, to it doesn't mean they're going to get top four. It just means yeah, they're a contender. So yeah, yeah. I'm fine doing that. Give me your top four contenders. Leicester, Everton, Arsenal, Chelsea, and United. I'm actually going to flip to your screen. One second. Um, something just popped up on my screen. Just give me one second. I'm actually going to flip to your screen just to get a better look uh, real quick. So this is what you have. You have so – yeah, so again, same bottom five. You just have Everton. Same top four. You just have Everton in the top four and not a title contender. Fair point. Um, we'll go into – we'll go back to me right here. We'll go back to my midfield uh, – not my midfield, my top seven in the mid-table. Yeah. So in terms of a top seven contender – Team that I actually genuinely can get into the uh, into Europe. I think Wolves are in there with everyone up there too. So all these top eight teams I had initially, those eight teams that I specified, I think they're all obviously top seven contenders. I think that's obvious. Yeah, I think Wolves are in the top seven contenders, and I think that's it. That's it, literally. I don't. I think, and I'll, I'll finish it right here. Southampton, I think, is going to end up in the mid. Southampton has a chance. A top seven, a chance. I don't think they're a real contender, though. I think they're going to end up in the top ten, though. They definitely will end up in the top ten. Yeah. I, I just finished mine just while I was doing it. But. We'll flip it to you in a sec. Yeah. I have West Ham as a mid-table contender. I don't think Villa gets above eighth. I think eighth is literally their ceiling. Crystal Palace is a mid-table contender. Leeds is also mid-table. And Newcastle is also mid-table. So it's – just an idea of how the season would go, but it's interesting. I only have Wolves as a true top seven. I don't think they – that's their ceiling. Their ceiling is top seven or top six. Um, I think Leicester, Arsenal, United, Chelsea, their ceiling is top four. I think Liverpool, City, Tottenham, and Everton's ceiling is actually the title. And I think Southampton, West Ham, Villa, Palace, Leeds, Newcastle are all – their ceiling is the mid-table and then the bottom is the bottom. I'll flip to you. Uh, before you share anything, I'm a little bit different. Go ahead. So I got the bottom five, just fucking trash. Mid table: Villa, Palace, Southampton, Newcastle, and Leeds. That, like you said, same stuff. Yeah, yeah. I actually have West Ham and Wolves in the top seven. I think West Ham is just kind of sneaking points right now. They're kind of going under the radar. They, I'm not saying that they're gonna. They could probably get that eighth place spot or that ninth place spot. I'm gonna refute you. Okay, I'm gonna refute you. And this is not because of my implicit bias or my disliking of West Ham, but I think that's just preposterous. I for, okay. for it's preposterous. I think Leeds is better. I think Villa is better. I and think is better. West I Ham, Leeds, and West Ham. I didn't know which one I wanted to do. Leeds, Villa, and Southampton are all better than West Ham right now. West Ham's issues are so glaringly obvious. A, they don't have any depth in defense. B, David Moyes is still their manager. C, they were terrible at the end of the season last year. Uh, D, they don't have a real striker playing striker, and they don't have a proficient scorer. <laughs> e, none of their team has great chemistry. They still don't have very good chemistry. And and I don't even know what letter I'm on still. I think I'm on F maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm on F. 
West Ham are the most inconsistent bastards in the entire league. West Ham have negative chance at a top seven. Negative. Okay, negative. back to what negative. I had. Negative. You can refute that if you want, but negative. I'm switching it back to what I had. You can have Leeds in there. Leeds, I don't think is either, but you know they're more respectable. But West Ham, absolutely not. Absolutely not West Ham. The only argument I can make, I'll make an argument for West Ham, is they've gotten some points on tough results and tough games. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I was like, that's mm-hmm. but that's it. But like, but if you pay attention to the games, it's like they're not really great results. It's like me saying, "Oh, Newcastle got eight points. We've been really decent. We have not gotten eight points. We got six. We got two draws and bullshit, bullshit draws, VAR." Lucky free kick. West Ham situation, they've gotten really lucky if you're watching the game. So I'm like, I don't really believe in them. Villa has actually been more proficient. Southampton is being grossly underestimated, I think. I think they might even be a top, not a top seven contender because I just think there's too much there for them. But West Ham, never in a day. There are so many issues. And David Moyes is still their manager. And they spent no money. They spent no money. They finally spent money, and they got Ben Rama like super late, super super late. He still has no time. He still hasn't even gotten into the team. Nope. It's gonna take all the way till November for fucking Ben Rama to actually be included into a team. Like that's it. And they got that uh, that right back or left back from in the Czech Republic. That's all they've done. I, I I am not at all sold on West Ham. West Ham West Ham, if anything, has the potential to be a relegation. <laughs> not they are not they are not good. They're not good enough to be no. top eight. I'll tell you that or top seven. I'm going to stick with my leads. Leads defend leads. Why leads? Leads, they just have that mentality about them because they used to be this huge club. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to make a statement and they're getting the points where they need to get the points. I mean, fuck's sake, what, how many points are they at right now? 10. 10 out of six games. Like, that's pretty good. That's very good for them. I don't want to like use him as an example because I always use him as, as an example with Leeds. But Nick Twenty Eight T, great Leeds supporter, loves them. He's like ecstatic with ten points out of six games. He thought out of six games, yeah, I would be too. Like five. I would too. So I mean, I think they definitely have the capabilities I, to I'm get. I'm going to argue against you for the sake of discussion. I'm going to argue against you. I'll make this thirty seconds. Because we got to end this off before the hour mark, but I want to end it off for the hour mark. But it's Leeds. <laughs> Leeds is Leeds still a newly promoted team. Yeah. If you just pay attention to those teams all above, so Wolves and above, they're just all much better than them. They just are. Yeah. Those are better teams. I I still think Southampton might be just as good. I think Newcastle at times probably Newcastle probably gonna end up on the same points as Leeds too. I think Villa has been better than them too. I hate to say that, but they have been. Leeds, Leeds still have like a lot of obvious issues within their team. Like they still don't really have good defenders. Really, put another team there. I that's why I didn't. I just had Wolves because I'm like I, I got no one else to put here. Bielsa, Bielsa, um, he might be their shining light. Like maybe that's who yeah. can get him in there. But I think it's just such a tough proposition for for this year with how the league looks like it's lining up. I think they can end top ten. But I just don't think they're going to end top seven. I think it's just a little bit of a stretch. But you know, it's not impossible. But yeah. they, would, they would need they would need like either Arsenal or Leicester or United or Wolves, someone to have or Chelsea even to have just a disastrous end of the season. Like they would need something really. So I don't. I just don't buy it. So I'm actually going to stick with that. But 
out of the limb. I don't blame you. But we're going to end it off right here, guys. Thank you for um, thank you for listening or watching, whatever, either way. Um, like, subscribe, share, all the good stuff. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much. Have a good one.